0: Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Blessings and peace to you, my friends. Thank you for listening, and I hope you listened yesterday as I was talking about, I was talking from a book called Good Faith by Gabe Lyons and uh, Kinnaman, and it it was a great book, and I share some things, and some of the quotes I share today are from, from that book, but I also share, most importantly, from the Word of God, which is transcending, which is changing our lives. And I'm going to finish what I started yesterday, and so if you didn't tune in yesterday, you can certainly pick up today, and you can also go back online and listen to Yesterday's if you'd like, KBXL, The Voice, and look up LifePoint and Archives, and all the shows are there. Thank you for listening. Thanks for taking time to listen to my show and for listening to Jim before me and following with Paul Shepard. You know what? I'm saying there's truly a couple of really good people. That's kind of fun. You know what I mean? Lord, love you. Thank you. Bless this time. In Jesus' name. Amen. When dealing with people, we need to use the example out of the book of James. James' example in verse 119, just in short, it says, Be quick to listen, slow to speak. Quick to listen, slow to speak. Many times we take defensive modes and we respond before someone gets words out of their mouths and quenches the door that God has opened for us. I have to work hard myself on this. When someone is so wrong spiritually and biblically, I want to react swiftly instead of hearing them out and asking God for wisdom to share with them. And it's not easy. It's not easy just hearing them out because we don't want to close the door that God has opened. You see, God opens doors in many of our friends' lives and in many people's lives. And we want to step through that door. You know, James chapter one, verse twenty six, seven verses later says, Keep a tight rein on your tongue. Keep a tight ring on your tongue. There are Christians out there who are so religious that they are no earthly good to the lost because instead of people seeing Jesus in their lives, they see an attitude of spiritual superiority or an attitude of spiritual pride And so they have collapsed the opportunity for the lost to hear them and respond to God. And I know people like that. People that will always say, well, God told me this, God told me that. You know, God told tells them everything. It's like they have a phone call with God every day. And I know some of you are saying, well, you know, the Holy Spirit does speak. Yes, he does. He speaks to all our hearts. But I'm telling you, when everything out of your mouth is, God told me this, people start looking at your life and saying, really? I can tell you this. God would never tell you something that is counteractive to what He's already. the Word of God says. It will never go against the Word of God. And I've had people tell me things that have been totally against the Word of God, and they said God told them. I said, how could you tell me that when this is what happened in your life, and God has done this in your life, but yet you continue to use that terminology, and you continue to act like you know God's every move in your life. People, we got to be real before God. Yes, the Holy Spirit Spirit quenches. Excuse me, not quenches. The Holy Spirit quickens our spirit. The Holy Spirit quickens our mind. We understand things better. And sometimes it's very clear. Sometimes things are so clear to us, we know the Spirit of God has laid that on our heart and our soul and our mind. I've always been a little fearful to say, God told me, because one thing I don't want to do, is I don't want to get to heaven and say, and God said, you know what? I didn't tell you that, but you told the whole congregation that. You told all these people that I told you that. I don't even know if I'd make it to heaven, folks. But, you know, I, I, that's a fear. I want to be dead sure. What I know is coming from God and coming from the Holy Spirit of God, and he's laid many things on my heart. But I will always use the terminology, God laid this, I believe, on my heart. I believe this was from God. I shared with you yesterday some principles of the world's code of living and how the look uh, the world looks at things, and today I want to talk to you talk to you about God's moral code, and I have a few things for you to look at with God's moral code, and I'm to, I got a little list here, and then I got a little, I got some scriptures uh, that I'm going to have to have you look up. You know, I don't have the scriptures only in the Bible in front of me, and for me to look every one of them up in a heartbeat it's going to be really hard. But I'll do my very best. Uh, the first one is to find yourself, discover the truth outside yourself in Jesus. And that's vital. We need to find ourselves in Jesus. That's the truth. Discover the truth outside yourself in Jesus. Jesus knows you. He cre- uh, God created you in His likeness, and Jesus knows you inside out. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, A worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Finding out God's truth is vital to who we are in Him. Do you know the truth of God? Are you living in that truth? Number two of God's principles, loving others does not always mean staying silent. Sometimes people say, well, I'm a great Christian and this and that, but I just don't say anything about it. I don't take the opportunity to share. That's okay because God knows my heart. Well, God knows your heart. He knows all about you. But I really believe God will give you the boldness. As the Word of God tells us the Holy Spirit will give you boldness to share when you can't share on your own. Oh, there's been times I've been shy or times I haven't felt like I've known what I should share about. But that's exactly what Paul was talking about in the the Scripture we used the other day. You know, he was saying, hey, I don't have all the answers, but I allow the Holy Spirit to direct me. Well, listen to Jesus' words in Matthew 5, 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. People, the world needs to see Jesus in our lives. And God gives us many opportunities to live Jesus, to talk Jesus, and to show Jesus. Do you take those opportunities? Are you taking those opportunities today? Will you take those opportunities at work this morning and this afternoon? Will you take the opportunity with your family this evening? Then the third thing is the highest goal of life is giving glory to God. Giving glory to God. Giving glory to God is essential. We need to praise him and lift his name on high. Lord, I lift your name on high. I love that song. I lift your name on high. I recognize your greatness. I recognize you walk with me and talk with me and you lead me beside the still waters and you restore my soul. Thank you, Lord. And the fourth thing is joy is found not in pursuing our own desires, but in giving yourselves to bless others. Many listening today have blessed people because you are following the Lord. I have many in my church that have been gracious in giving and blessing others in the needs of the world. The church I pastor responds well in missions. I'm so thankful they feed thousands across the world and build homes and build buildings for ministries. I'm so thankful that they say yes to that call. And God continues to bless it because of it. We've got to listen to God. We have to be faithful. We've got to continue to be generous in our lives, generous to the things of God. You know, there's a lot of people claiming Christians that don't give anything to the cause of God. And I'm telling you what, I don't know how people expect the church, missions, for us to be able to spread the good news of Jesus if we don't have people sharing in their tithes and their offerings and their giving. It's very vital. A church will not stand if if uh, people won't be obedient to the things of God in giving. The last one is this, and this is one we talked about of the evil yesterday the the other side of things but God's moral law is this God designed boundaries for sex and sexuality in order for humans to flourish he has given us the ability to make good decisions he has given us a moral compass to live by to live inside the walls of our marriage and our sexual relationships the word of God makes it clear in the word of God that no immoral person will inherit eternal life as I told you you earlier, the world's code in sex was consenting people, consenting people. If they're two consenting adults, hey, it's okay. Folks, that's a damning choice that will lead to eternal destruction. If you're living that lifestyle now, repent and turn away. God will forgive you. Repent and turn away and stop it. Start making better decisions. We serve a loving and forgiving God who wants us to live by his choices for us. He wants us to live by his moral code. Good faith Christians engage culture by asking what is wrong, what is confused, what is right, and what is missing. This means we as people have to take time to think. What is wrong? What is wrong in our lives? What are we doing or how are we living that in and outside of God's will? I mean, excuse me, out, are we living inside of God's will or outside of God's will? And we recognize we're living outside of God's will, we respond. Maybe it is consistent wrong attitude towards people you're struggling with. They don't do just what you want them to do, and so you have negative thoughts towards them. If you haven't realized it yet, we don't all think alike, and none of us has a monopoly on perfection. And I can tell you what, and I'm the least of these. I certainly don't have an attitude of perfection. What is confused? What are you confused about in your spiritual life? Let's work together to clear up the spiritual confusion in your life so you have no question about how God is leading you and teaching you. With that, you ask, what is right? What am I doing that is right in my life? Am I honoring Jesus with my time, with my energies, and what he's blessed me with? You might say, I spend time helping others, and I'm concerned about the less fortunate. I'm sure there's many things right in your life. But, you know, let's, let's think about those things. And the fourth question is, what is missing? What is missing in your life? Is it an intense desire to spend time alone with the Lord? Is it a lack of spiritual discipline? You don't want to get in the Word. You don't want to attend church. You don't want to talk to God. Is it a lack of compassion for the less fortunate people? You see people all around you that need help, but you ignore it or rely on somebody else to help them. Whatever it is, we need to figure it out and give it to God. And let God help us with it so we can develop a more effective testimony to this world. In closing, I love this passage, Titus chapter 3, verse 2. In the ESV, it says, To speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, to show perfect courtesy towards all people. That is a testimony. That's what God wants us to do. Stand for God's truth. Treat people with respect, whether you agree or not. Live a good faith. People, you're doing it .cloverdalechurch.org Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.